This is the Brian Suits Show. Gird your loins. The Bogodas of the Bronx. Hey, I'm 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. Uh, oops. Uh, the gas pipeline to Europe has been shut from Russia. That's the key key takeaway. From Russia to Europe, it's been shut down. But don't worry. It's for maintenance. Plus, uh, Tiger Woods versus the crown dismemberer, MBS, in a rant. Uh, about the, the Saudi LIV uh, Golf League. Back in second, AM 770 KTTH. You're listening to a Brian Suit Show replay on AM 770 KTTH. The Bogodas of the Bronx. AM 770 KTTH. Try the delicious Rubitos. Uh, the the uh, carne asada Rubito. That's my favorite there, the Bogodas. Um, back uh, here, Brian Schutz here on the uh, 12th of July, 2022, with producer Greg. And remember the story from last week that uh, uh, a guy with a rental car, organ plates, Dodge Charger, goes up to Ferndale, goes to a business, and hangs out for a while, asking where is the owner, Douglas Scoggins, 58-year-old Douglas Scoggins, at Pioneer Post Frame. Talks with employees. Douglas Scoggins shows up. And in the story last week, the, the information that the um, man waiting for Mr. Scoggins, Todd Anderson, somehow had a connection with him or knew him or something. Anyway, Mr. Scoggins shows up. Todd Anderson shoots him several times and flees. Uh, police put out a bolo on that silver charger. Uh, the whole thing, but again, it had Oregon plates. It was a rental. Off it goes. But it seemed really personal. Um, and like I say, employees indicated that somehow Anderson knew his victim, Scoggins. And so anyway, uh, police in lovely Lassen County, California, right there on the uh, the north shore of Lake Tahoe, uh, the bolo is still out there. It, it was it was sort of I guess known that he had fled this area, fled the state of Washington, um, and was either uh, he had some connection to Reno. So on I eighty there over the uh, the Donner Pass, uh, I love their party. Um, uh, they spotted him. This is this is Saturday, July seventh. Uh, well, I'm sorry, the, that's when the original. Uh, uh, murder was uh, so. So anyway, they contact t- contacted him near the Nevada state line. He was still in California. CHP saw his automobile with the organ plates. I don't know. I, I'm assuming. Um, and uh, I and I'm not sure. I can't find out if there was a pursuit or not. But anyway, bottom line, he shot himself. So case closed. And there's still kind of a shroud of mystery around this story and what led to the initial slaying of this businessman Scoggins here. The I don't know if it's law enforcement being tight-lipped about it or they just don't know still. I, I you know, I've, you know, I, I got to say, having seen enough CSI and uh, Dateline, you're an expert. Um, <laughs> if it why if a guy lies in wait and converses with people and he's and he's that cold about it personal grudge yeah and then he ends it by uh like uh, the 60 uh, percent of firearm deaths in america are suicides and 100 percent of the time it's the person holding the gun um and so in this in this case um uh, uh another another white male victim of gun homicide but 
anyway, that's a prosecution that Whatcom County won't have to pay for. And, or I'm sorry, Ferndale, right? So Snohomish County. Or I think it's Whatcom. Any Whatcom County has better uses for their money than they, so they're not going to be paying for uh, a, a trial in this guy's case. But I think I think we'll find out because it, it that is awful. Killing, waiting for someone to show up, killing them, and then killing yourself. It, it does. It, it it's it's no bogeda. The bogadas of bogeda. the Bronx. Not a bogeda. Well, let me tell you about this Saudi Arabia. Uh, the president, uh, uh, and you know what? He's it's an unusual afternoon departure from the East Coast, and I don't know if that means. I think there's going to be a single refueling stop. So it'll be a daylight arrival in, in Riyadh. I was thinking maybe they want a evening arrival so that there's not a photo op. I was going to say the optics of this are pretty poor for the American president because the Saudi prince has to love him coming overseas with his tail in between his legs, oh, yeah. saying, please help us. Absolutely. And I learned that this morning because uh did a deep dive on this uh, Saudi Arabia, by reading an op-ed from the Washington Post, Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia erodes our moral authority. Um, and so th- th- what's going to happen is he's going to get on. Well, I don't know if they've thought this through, but he's going to do there's going to be a press spray at the South Lawn and he's going to get on. And Marine One is going to be idling. So it'll be unlistenable as usual. And he'll he'll get on. Will he where will he get in character in America? Will he get on the helicopter wearing a mask? Because I guarantee downrange when they land at King Khalid International Airport, he will deplane wearing a mask. And that will prevent him from shaking hands with Mohammed bin Salman and getting that double cheek uh, kiss was totally weird. And so, but here's the thing: Will he do the stupid elbow bump, like they all did at the NATO summit? Oh, elbow bump and all that. He doesn't want any physical contact that can, with a still photo, run on the front page of the New Delhi Times and and run on Al Jazeera and and all that. What's more affectionate, the fist bump or the elbow bump? What's more intimate? Uh, probably the fist bump. It's skin yeah, to skin. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, but uh, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, uh, who uh, last year, 18 touchdowns for the Dolphins. Uh, amazing. Um, but um, I, they're not even going to do that. And I guarantee the pro- – the, first of all, the advanced team is in Riyadh right now. And they're saying, well, a photo op with the president, yeah, is a done deal. But the king is going to be between you and the president. We're not going to have the crown dismemberer right next to. And, and again, this is the guy that Biden said, you know, and it, it really it comes down to it's it's an anti-Trump thing. Biden had to say, oh, it's a, it's a pariah state because Trump said, eh, you know, he, he Trump could have said, well, look, after Obama killed an American citizen and his 15 year old son in, in, in Yemen. Uh, what what right do we have to pass judgment? You know, but he didn't. You know, that's not what Trump said. Trump seemed to sort of pass off the murder and dismemberment of a Saudi citizen who was, I got to say, um, sort of, uh, it was a distraction. It was nearly deceptive to call him a Washington Post columnist. He was occasionally a guest columnist. Anytime the Wapo needed some denunciation of Saudi Arabia, they called him up. He had it. He was ready to go. As most 
people on a first name basis with the, with the Osama bin Laden were oh what anyway um so so it, it's just, it's interesting how this is all happening because uh the PGA is in a intellectual fight with the Saudi backed 54 the LIV golf league which just had its first american event uh down in uh, portland weekend before last and it's a it's a completely different golf product it's it's not some you know super quiet you know course marshals are shushing you and then the only sound is the ice in your gin and tonic and the plastic cup at pebble beach you know and the whole and the seals and the whole thing it's it's not like this the this golf league the 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 golfers play in teams and they actually have names for like, like, you know, the, the Ravens and the Eagles, you know, and all that stuff. And it's guaranteed. It's a way different golf product, but it's Saudi backed. And so there, there is a great schism in, in golf. And I got to say, it's not between old school and new school. Like, cause isn't Phil Mickelson one of the dudes? Yeah, he was aging. I mean, he was headed towards the senior tour sooner rather than later. So, the, if anything, this is a a, a, a shot at the senior tour. Um, so, so before <laughs> there I there are young players that have joined the Live Golf League, though. That's I'll, true. I'll, I'll play this Tiger Woods. It's the closest thing to a rant you're going to get out of Tiger, but he's denouncing the younger players who go play for uh, Mohammed bin Salman and in the MBS League uh, of golf and the whole thing, but. The, the the weird coincidence today is is that a couple months ago, <clears throat> President Erdogan of Turkey was about to put 26 Saudis on trial for the murder and dismemberment, while he was still alive, of Jamal Khashoggi in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. He suddenly called it off um, because he cut a deal with MBS and he flew to Riyadh to, you know, publicly sort of beg for investment money before his run for re-election in 2023. He got the money, and now there's no announcement of a trial date anymore. These guys are quietly going to fly back to Saudi Arabia, the whole thing. So, oh, my God, that, that sounds like a quid pro quo, a, a this for that. Well, meanwhile, here in the United States, President Biden taking off later today for Saudi Arabia. The Department of Justice announced that they're investigating the PGA over monopoly, antitrust violations, uh, and this benefits only the Saudi League, the LIV Golf League. Isn't that weird? So uh, uh, luckily, there's no foreign influence on this president, none whatsoever, because he's a foreign policy expert and... And uh, he's he's been to the Bogodas of the Bronx. The Bogodas of the Bronx? Uh, all right, back with uh, Tiger's rant. As ranty as he'll ever get. Uh, in just a second, AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here. And from, from the WAPO uh, editorial, talking about the Biden about face uh, here. Quote, about faces such as the one Biden is making erode our moral authority and breed anti-American resentment is what they do. And uh, out this breaking news coming in from uh, the U.S. State Department uh, visa department, uh, applications to uh, visit or emigrate permanently to the, to the United States have absolutely dropped to zero in the last 24 hours. <laughs> so you're right, hockey said no one ever. Oh, no. <laughs> Our moral authority's been eroded. Well, I'm not. I'm not leaving my crap hole for America. I'm going to stay in my crap hole. 
Uh, back to the same. They communicate to democracy activists and reform-minded governments worldwide that Washington is an unreliable partner. Oh, that well, that does not not abandoning Afghanistan to its devices. So, anyway, you you get it. Um, it's here's the deal. Um, a part of the deal we've had with Saudi Arabia is you need us, we need you, and we won't spray democracy juice all over you. We never have. We never said, eh, what's the transition from monarch to democracy? We know what our model was. We just don't want that for you because you're King George III in this scenario. We never have, right? Because that's part of their deal is don't ever lecture us about democracy. Um, don't ever uh, bring people to your State Department that reach out to dissidents and students inside Saudi Arabia, the whole thing. It was a major deal. When, when you know, Dick Cheney, as SecDef, he had to go there and promise uh, King Fahd in 1990 because they said, we need your help. Saddam's, in, the Saddam's coming. And he, he doesn't like monarchs. He took our little brother, Kuwait. He's coming for us. But we don't know if we want your infidels on our holy soil. So Dick Cheney had to go there and negotiate the rules. And part of the rules were the Saudis said, well, no women. And Dick Cheney said, not an option. Best of luck. Call if you're still around in a couple months. And the Saudis said, okay, you can bring women but no pants. Well, sorry, that's the uniform. They're wearing women in pants, and they're going to be carrying M16s. So there was a sign outside of Riyadh. The, the, the main American route from south of Riyadh, where, where a big American facility uh, uh, was, there was a sign outside of Riyadh, all major routes going into Riyadh, that said no American convoys during daylight hours. We agreed to that. And you know Why? Because half the trucks are driven by the women's. The Saudi men driving giant Cadillacs that just go bluey because news to them, you have to add oil. Ironically, ironically cars explode in Saudi Arabia because they don't add oil. Um, but they're driving along in some Mercedes 500, and they're going, look at me, I'm on top of the world, left-hand drive, Mercedes. And then some American female goes and drives past him in a five-ton truck. And she's 90 pounds wet, wearing a helmet, whatever. This was a huge blow to Saudi uh, egos. And th that was part of the deal. You know, please save us, but don't let women wear pants. I mean, I could go on on, on this. Um, but that's part of the deal that we've had with them is we don't tell them to be democratic. We just tell them not to be Iran. Uh, well, or and, and I think when it comes to America's relationship with Saudi Arabia or any other country in the world, when the geopolitical landscape changes, America has to reassess its relationships with a number of countries. You have to have a hierarchy of priorities worth addressing. And so in a time of relative peace and tranquility in the world, I know one can say, when have we ever had that? But when things are relatively peaceful, you can perhaps take a bit of a stiffer posture against nations for their human rights abuses and laws in their country that you don't like, and you can take a firm stance on that. But when you have something like the war in Ukraine happening right now and inflation uh, rampant uh, across the world, 
then you go, okay, we need to relook at our, our relationship with certain countries that we otherwise might be more angry at or more upset at and go, can we make peace in this way for the greater good of the moment? But the real motivator here is you're about to have Iran break out and announce that they don't have one, but they have eight nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. And and we need the then the Saudis are not going to wait for us and and that that's the deal and, and the oil is style points that's what's flying him over there and debasing himself he could do this all by phone but the the Saudis have already announced that the other Gulf states and Saudi Arabia if if America and this is and the great tectonic shift is that Israel and the Gulf Arab states are now as one in concert against Iran with or without the United States. And and that's what Trump did with the Abraham Accords. It was astounding. But the implication was, and we'll be the referee. You guys stay. You're a team now against Team Iran. And we're going to be with you. The Saudis announced quietly a couple of years ago, <clears throat> hey, prevent them from, getting, from going nuclear. If you don't, Israel gets to use our airspace, and they're going to prevent Iran from going, going nuclear because you don't want to hear option C. Option C is we lease nuclear weapons from Pakistan, and the Pakis, the Pakis put them in Saudi Arabia. If you won't deter Iran, don't worry about it. Money's not an issue. And, you know, anyone who heard, when Obama heard that and when Trump heard that, they said, let's just not do that. Um, and so that's the reality of it. Yeah, that, that's, that's what, you know, you only hear from hockey, the huge blue falcon. And so, so that that's what's driving a lot of this. Uh, but you know, making a mistake, I, and you know, don't get me wrong, I there, I I have no ethical, moral defense of Saudi Arabia, and and this this is from other Arab states. People have have told us, oh no, hell no, no one goes there, and no one goes there unless they're getting paid a whole lot of money. Um, it, it's, uh, in, in the, even in the Islamic world, if you're not a, a member of the house of Saud, it, you're a slave. Uh, you can have your passport pulled, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, women are property, the whole thing, you know, you know, like even the Kuwaitis are like, you know, the Saudis are crazy. And, and this is where th- this is, they blame the United States for Wahhabism, which is nuts. Wahhabism outdates the United States. That's why 14 of the 19 hijackers were Saudis and they weren't poor Saudis. They were wealthy Saudis, and, and many, many of the uh, war tourists in in uh, Iraq in 2005 and 2006 were wealthy Saudis that just wanted to, you know, come up to the United to uh, Iraq, kill an American, and fly back, and total scumbags. But, um, however, you know, just to repeat what we were saying, the six should I repeat what FDR said, or is that too many kids in the car? Uh, tease it for the podcast. Have people download the podcast. All right, teasing it for the podcast. What FDR said about unpalatable allies may shock you. It may shock you. It's um, Brian Suits here, AM seven seventy KTTH. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic. of the KTTH Brian suits here. No one's no one's looting the uh, the Bogodas. 
Because we don't have bogatas in Seattle. <clears throat> we just have like corner shops and stuff. The bogatas of the Bronx? Um, I realize, yeah, because we're, uh, I'll play the story here in just a second. Starbucks is announcing that they're closing five locations because, you know, coffee was such a fad. Started nearly uh, 5,000 years ago in Ethiopia. It's really had its run. It's really the uh, the Tiger King of beverages, honestly. No, they're closing them because of criminality. And uh, my, <clears throat> my varmint and I had an interaction with uh, Pike Place Market uh, yesterday. And I, I have no idea how certain retail businesses stay open. This is, remember, right, right across the street from Pike Place Market, there is a uh, sportswear t-shirt shoe shop. And I, I don't know why they would ever replace the pane glass windows, except that it's insured. Just leave plywood up. But this is a place that's been a frequent target of group looting. And uh, and all the, well, now, you know, is and before I please, I know, Producer Greg, is Starbucks a canary in the coal mine? Or can they just do math? It's just not worth staying in business anymore down there. I think they can do math. And um, speaking of Pike Place Market, you brought to mind a memory of mine. I had a friend uh, who worked at Showbox, you know, that music venue right across from the porn Pike place? place Market. Well, there's a porn place over there, like a strip club. What's that called? And then, I don't know what that's called. Yeah. Right. Show something. Yeah. Uh, but then the Showbox Market, I, I saw tons of concerts there uh, back in the day, early 2000s, mid-2000s. And my friend who worked there said uh, the amount of human feces he saw on a regular basis <laughs> was more than he ever wanted to encounter in his life. That area has been that way for a while. Oh, yeah. A few decades. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I remember I, uh, a fraternity brother of mine did his last 10 years of Seattle PD on a mountain bike. And that was part of his role, part of his beat. And, and they, you know, you didn't let the horns, as they used to be called, just hang out and poo. By the way, it is time to check your text. Uh, sorry, I'm a little late. Didn't give the number. 800-465-8770. Um, so we'll, we'll hold over uh, as well um, into the uh, the next hour. Uh, I mean, next hour. <laughs> I mean, the next break. Uh, the 909 area code, which is Enumclaw and uh, Eatonville. Uh, have the Ukrainians stopped targeting the Russian Black Sea Fleet after the Moscow sinking uh, with the long-range switchblade drones, uh, we have, well, they're not long-range. Uh, you'd think it would be. Anyway, what, what's about to happen is the Ukrainians have built up a huge counterattack force in the south. <clears throat> they're probably going to. In, they're, there's a really rickety, modern-looking bridge from mainland Russia that goes to Crimea. Uh, and in all likelihood, the Ukrainians are going to target that bridge, drop it as a precursor to an attack. Um, in Because they need their Black Sea coast. It's like the entire point of growing the wheat there is to ship it to the rest of the world. Um, and the the Russians are holding it hostage. So this is going to be a, a their, their counterattack. Um, well, let me let me play this uh, first uh, about Starbucks, Starbucks closing a location up on Capitol Hill, which is e- equally crap holy. But then several down in in the Pike and Pine uh, First and Second Avenue regions. Starbucks is closing some of its stores over safety concerns. The company tells us it plans to close five locations in Seattle, Capitol Hill, Ravenna, Pike and Pine, Union Station and Westlake Center. It will also close one in Everett. Starbucks says the locations were chosen based on the level of crime in the area. 
The stores will close on July 31st. The company says employees can choose to be reassigned to neighboring stores. So safety concerns, which is a code word for criminality and feces. Um, the, the one down in the central district is the one where right next door, a bunch of people were shot, including a two-year-old toddler uh, shot and wounded. The Everett one, I, I don't know if that is that style points. Is that so they're, they're not accused of something regionalism? I don't know. Good um, question. Uh, I got another text in here from the 714 if you want to revisit Jill Biden's gaffe comparing the diversity of the Latino community to breakfast burritos. As beautiful as the blossoms of Miami and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> the bogadas of the Bronx. Strength. The bogadas of the Bronx. I, I, I kind of just said in reference to the story, I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill, although, yes, her comments are unfortunate. I compared it to Mitt Romney's gaffe of women and binders full of women in the 2012 presidential debate. And I just said, let's not let this media cycle get out of hand with this comment. He meant women in binders. Someone from the 714 writes, come on, Greg, stop giving this ridiculous woman a break. She panders to minorities for political gain. Not to mention this is a prepared speech that was reviewed many times. Not the same as Romney mocking this awful behavior is the only way to stop it. Um, the 310 area code, which is uh, Issaquah and Rattlesnake Mountain, I'm, I'm going to kill you, certainly is a threat, whoops. We're talking about the uh, guy in custody, and I don't know if, if uh, I thought they weren't booking people in King County. I think they're letting so much county do it. Not, not sure where the guy is, he, but he, he has a cheesecake. Uh, a, a, a man, 1130 Saturday night, went to... In Arbor Heights, Pramila Jaipal's uh, personal residence, and was harassing her, uh, yelling at her. So far, so good, but nothing about policy. He was legally open. I don't know if it was a felon, but it's legal to open carry uh, uh, in in state of Washington. He was doing that. He crossed the line when, according to witnesses, he he said, "Go back to India." She is originally from India, and that is a hate crime. And then secondly, he said, I'm going to kill you. So that, you know, it's apparently somewhere in the law, it says it calls that a threat. So one of the ways to stop this is both don't, don't do it. Both sides of the political spectrum need to come out and more explicitly condemn this kind of stuff. Well, and that, that's always, you know, th this my rule for talk radio people is um, y if you don't defend the other side's crazy statements, who do you think is going to be around to defend yours? Um, you, you don't do this to Brett Kavanaugh, um, and you, you don't do it to Pramila Jayapal. And I mean, the line forms here to have issues with Pramila Jayapal. Um, I mean, never before she was even this in the state Senate, I, she, you know, she was a illegal immigrant lawyer, you know, she came here legally from a wealthy family, went to Georgetown, um, and has enjoyed the fruits of, of prosperity that America provides all thing. Whenever I would talk to her about amnesty and illegal immigration, I would always begin with, can we get some common ground? And, and I, I, I like doing that. And I, I would always ask her, does a nation have the right to know who comes in the country? And she wouldn't even say yes to that. And, and so, I, I mean, I know her shtick. And that's, that's, of course, you know, why she's 
you know, she she replaced one absolutely ineffective congressperson and Jim McDermott when it was time for him to go off to the ineffective retirement home. And uh, she has she's chosen a path to be really, really, really radical and not matter as a congressperson. But she continues getting returned, as she will, uh, this fall. I haven't even seen a re-election commercial for her. We're we're in her district. It's also Elena Kagan's SCOTUS district uh, as well. But uh, but you don't stand in front of her house and say, go back to India and I'm going to kill you. um, Democrats don't do that to Republican congressmen or Supreme Court justices and uh, Republicans or Kamala Kamala. Pramila Jaipal uh, haters uh, don't do that to her. You, you don't do that. That's illegal. That's that's Iraq stuff. You don't do that. Uh, back in a second, uh, we'll wrap up your text when we come back. Uh, and a shocking revelation from a Olympic legend yesterday. Uh, we'll get to that and uh, and more. Uh, right for this, let's get you to work with the right way traffic. Can I comment on a missed opportunity from our first segment this hour, Brian? Oh, no. We we were talking about America's relationship with Saudi Arabia, and it should have made me recall... I didn't play the Tiger Woods thing. ...one of the greatest uh, quotes of all time from Winston Churchill, and see if you think this is relevant. Uh, Churchill said, if Hitler invaded hell, I would make at least a favorable reference to the devil in the House of Commons. (laughs) When did he say that? Before... uh... It's right when they made the pact uh, with the Soviet Union. Pact of steel! And everybody was saying, wait, wait, Stalin is evil. It's a terrible regime. You've spoken against communism for years, and there's dead bodies piling up over there. And Churchill said, well, you know what? Hitler, way worse. Yeah. Uh, And that's why they had an alliance uh, with Soviet Union, as did America. And 82 years ago, this month, next month in September, the RAF saved Western civilization, by the way, folks, for the record. But so, and you mentioned the Washington Post publisher writing an op-ed about how America's moral authority has now come into question because of Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia. I would simply say, just look at history. (laughs) I would say grow TF up. And look at the world that we're being handed right now. Um, and, and this is why, I, you know, if people are asking, I'm telling you, there is no way this year ends without NATO and Russia crossing swords. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, here's the other thing I didn't pay off. Da, 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 da. Russia shut down the gas pipeline to Western Europe. You know, the one that they're uh, um, uh, right now putting gas in the ground so that their kitties have warm toes uh, this winter and stuff. Yeah, that one. It's going to be a cold German winter. <laughs> Very cold. Um, uh, Russia shutting down the gas. It's for maintenance, though. Uh-huh. It's for maintenance. <laughs> this is at the at the highest use time when they, they buy natural gas when it's cheap right now. Um, so it's it looks like all of a sudden Europe's green agenda right around November is going to take a back seat to buying French nuclear energy. That's that. Uh, also, the Tiger Woods thing. Uh, let me, but uh, you know, let me let me just do this. I want to play my my favorite part of Hamilton is <clears throat> the rap battle about states' debts versus federal government obligations. Is, is this the clean edit? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to even get to that part. Because uh, the best part is Thomas Jefferson. And, and the, again, again, folks, say what you will about your, your hippity-hoppity, but um, a rap battle about assuming state stats, that, that's, that's why uh, I liked Hamilton. 
Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We fought for these ideals, we shouldn't settle for less. These are wise words, enterprising men quote them. Don't act surprised, you guys, cause I wrote them. Ow, but Hamilton forgets. His plan would have the government assume states' debt. Now place your bets as to who that benefits. The very seat of government where Hamilton sits. Boom. There you so go. good. Yeah, I mean, the other guy, Lin-Manuel Manuel Miranda's Hamilton, but I, I really lost interest in what he has to say because Jefferson had a point about assuming state debts. But uh, that's like the exact middle of the entire thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Tiger Woods, speaking of Saudi Arabia and unpalatable allies, the whole thing. Well, y- you know, there's nothing forcing a golfer to take Saudi money, except that there's a lot of it. Yeah, Tiger turned down, what, a billion bucks? Nearly. Greg, Greg Newman, who is the head of the LIV Saudi Dismemberment Golf League, uh, revealed that Tiger basically turned down a billion dollars of guaranteed money. Um uh, this, uh, by the way, the Justice Department is investigating the P- the American PGA for antitrust. Isn't that weird? But uh, so anyway, T- Tiger uh, is saying, look, the young guys are uh, just taking the money. These players are doing for, you know, guaranteed money. Um, wh- what is the incentive to practice? What is the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt? Um you're just getting paid a lot of money up front and playing a few events and playing 54 holes. They're trying to, you know, playing blaring music and have all these um, atmospheres that are different. I, I just don't see how, you know, I have 54 holes. I mean, that is a microcosm of U.S. morality versus getting in bed with the, the Saudis. Isn't it? Hmm. I mean, he... he, he, he <laughs> that was a genuine hmm on my part, by he, the way. You know, isn't it funny that the guy who shook up professional golf 20 years ago, 30 years ago, is now the guy for the old guard saying, look, free, free money up front without any sweat, any sweat equity, any, any you know, nothing, no, as he says, the work in the dirt. Um, and all that. Look, if if you're one of those guys who's been coming in eighth his entire career, or thirteenth, and you're barely affording a coach ticket to get to the next tournament, and now you're being wined and dined on a private jet. There's videos coming out from the Live Golf League jet that shows all these premier golfers. It it, it doesn't even look like an airplane that they're. Uh, oh, on. they're on like a. It's insane. It's like so an open bar. Yeah. They have these huge recliners. There's music playing in the background. And you're right. These people who have never like broken the top 10 uh, in the PGA Tour are getting like 50 million bucks. Up front. Yeah, well, not up front, but guaranteed. Okay, but you know? Brian, it's also Hockey, indicative. would you rather... Hockey's a falcon, by the way. Yeah. Would, <laughs> would, would, would you rather go out in the ocean yourself and, and grab a delicious steelhead uh, or, or just get it at Safeway? Safe way it is, the easy way. I didn't, I rather, I thought you were a different kind of falcon. What's happening here, Brian, also is indicative of a larger trend, and that is America is becoming more and more hyper individualistic, self interested, uh, not, you know. Feeding the kids is self-interest. Is feeding the kids for two hundred million. A lot of these kids. people already have millions of dollars. It's well, not about. But, I'm not going to be able to have children to feed. Anymore. Like I said, what he's talking about. Okay, you know, granted, the young guys that are jumping on board, 
you know, they're between shoe endorsements, morality, well, it, or your conscience. They're not flying them into Mecca, making them convert or something. Wait, are they hockey? No, they are. They are asking you to sports wash mm. and to look the other way when it comes to their evil deeds done over here. Don't look over here. Look at this cash. High five, hockey. Wingtip up high. Talon down low. Too slow.